I think guards are like the the flashiest players in the league and um, are often team some some inexperienced fantasy managers often overdraft <laughs> guards. And I'm yeah. sorry, Carly, but this is why you haven't won. Um, she has. She's yeah, won. She won recently. She's won twice, I think. Oh shit. <laughs> She's seventy nine. Yeah. Wait. Oh my god. Dude. Okay. Cut this out of the pod. I excommunicate. <laughs> I excommunicate myself. Jake, do not let this in the podcast. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle's getting the reins of this one. Oh my gosh, Kyle, you know what to do. Do not let this in the podcast. Um, Carly, I That's apologize. a great teaser right there. <laughs> Welcome in, everyone, to the League of Champions Season 10 podcast with Jake Kyle and myself, Joel. We are honored to have you back for a post-draft podcast here on a lovely Thursday early evening at 4.27 p.m. Pacific time. We are excited. Jake, the floor is yours. Thank you. That was really I good. I felt like the draft was was excellent. That introduction was excellent. That was really good. Kyle, <laughs> as uh, co-commissioner, how do you think the draft went? Smooth sailing, except for Nima. Nima's the one that <laughs> I'm going to talk about, Kyle. <laughs> I'm not saying his draft. I'm saying he auto-drafted. Oh, okay. Oh, wait. Did he really? He was the only one that auto-drafted, yeah. This makes things a lot more interesting for Joel's evaluation. That actually makes a lot of sense because I have a lot... I actually don't really have any good things to say about Nima's team, so... All right. This week, we're talking gas. Each mm. team... We're going to evaluate their, their team or draft pick, their fantasy team. And it starts with one thing about them that's gorgeous. Mm. Another thing that's I mm. And then lastly, something that's stinky stink. Mm. It's an acronym if you guys didn't catch on to that. Gas. Let me clarify. <laughs> we each chose uh, three or four other people's teams. Yeah. And uh, the other two people, you know, once you give your piece on what's gorgeous, the other two can then... Uh, comment, agree, disagree, all that sort of stuff. This is for what team? Carly, bottom bitch. So I'll start with uh, G, gorgeous. Start by saying she has great guard depth. I think she's going to have some of the top assist and point numbers in the league. That being said, and this immediately transitions into the stinky stake, <laughs> half of her roster is a guard. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> she has she ha okay. So there's 13 roster spots. She has Steph Curry, John Morant, Jalen Brown, Tyler Harrow, Kyle Lowry, mm. and Mike Conley. <laughs> wow. Can all be classified as a guard. Yeah, I liked her starting guards. Her like top three guards, I I, I like a lot, and I think she's gonna dominate in like a couple of those guard heavy categories. I don't think the strategy of overdrafting guards is a very uh, it's not a very good strategy because you kind of need all the guards to pop off in that year to have a really good season. And unfortunately, this lineup is probably not going to get it done because Kyle Lowry and Tyler Harrow are just, um, I mean, they're both from Miami, so that's already a negative. And then Mike, Con Mike Conley, Kyle Lowry, and Tyler Harrow are probably going to take a step back, all of them. Um, there's no way Harrow is going to be as good as he was last year. Uh, Lowry and Conley are both getting old. John Morant and Steph Curry will be golden. Jalen Brown will do what he always does. But ultimately, this is where the team falls apart because it's not going to be enough. Like, Tobias Harris and Julius Randle 
and a aging Nikola Vucevic is not going to get the job done. You need more depth in other positions to have a well-rounded team, especially for nine cat. When you give up by picking a lot of guards, you give up like redound, rebounding and blocks, right? Because those are usually big man stats. And while the blocks aren't necessarily there for Carly, they I think she's somewhere in the middle of the pack. Yeah, it's like a respectable score. She's also respectable in rebounds because surprisingly enough, like Steph gets a, uh, a an amount of rebounds that you wouldn't really expect. Like he's projected to get five this year. John Morant, another person projected to get around five. So even his small guards, Kyle Lowry, is projected to get five as well. Actually, wow, Tyler Hero five. So like, there's no a, way Tyler Hero is getting five rebounds a game. He got five rebounds a game last year. On average, show me the yep. tape. He insane. averaged 25 and 4. Uh, anyway, so like I, I think she actually has, while there are a lot of guards, she's not hurting in the rebounds. In fact, she's above average when it comes to rebounds and respectable when it comes to blocks as well. I think it could work out for her. For the I section, uh, I, put, I noted her Steph pick number two overall over Giannis, Luka, and Embiid. Not saying he, you know, I love Steph, but I... I feel like Giannis is would have been my pick if I had the number two spot. And then also, I wrote gross Tobias Harris. Yeah, true. I mean, someone someone has to take him. Well, didn't have to be her. I don't know. I think we should finish off by grading. Ooh, okay. Like a letter grade? Yeah. I like that. What do you got? Uh, I give her a B minus. Joel? <clears throat> yeah, I'm gonna give I'm going to give a C. I think that's a good score, yeah. A C. Yeah, I agree. The uh, second overall taking Steph, I just... And then following it up with a bunch more guards, I just don't. Really? You wouldn't have taken Steph at pick two? Um, No, I wouldn't have. Damn. I have a hard time believing that. I do, too. Let's let's hop over to Dark, Ho- Dark Horse Kings 23. I, first of all, I kind of like the name, um, but obviously major fanboy and oftentimes it is a downfall because your heart will lead your decisions thankfully most listen to you i am talking about your team kyle we gotta be gorgeous (laughs) we'll start with gorgeous (laughs) i was gonna say thankfully so most of the king's players were taken out of your reach so you could only get one of them which i think will work out work out well for you but let's go to something positive starting with g for gorgeous um, I thought Kyle made some good value picks with some breakout candidates. Um, some some of these players have already kind of broken out, but um, I think they have a good chance of really taking a big step forward this year. Josh Giddy, uh, De'Aaron Fox, and Fernice Simmons. Um, I think Simons. Simons, crap. <laughs> Don't know that guy's <laughs> name. Um, but I know that he is a good player, and I think all three of these people are set up for success, actually. Uh, what do you guys think? Definitely. I think uh, like Ben Simmons was a great value pick for him. What did you get him at? Ben Simmons, 74th overall. Pretty solid. Upside with P.J. Washington. Definitely agree. Uh, a lot of upside with this team. So I'll just run through the last two points and just say um, the it section for Kyle is that he's got a couple boomer bust players, and that's Ben Simmons and Jamari Smith. Jabari Smith. They'll either be good or they'll be 
non non factors. And then also we have a question of is Donovan Mitchell's production going to decrease playing alongside Darius Garland? Um, for Stinky Stank, I said Kyle's team kind of looks auto drafted. There's a lot of players um, on the team that were really good last year, but are at risk of taking a big step back, like LeBron, Christian Wood, Jared Allen, um, and Bobby Portis. I think all those players could take a big step back this year and not be nearly as impactful. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really worry about those later picks because, like Kyle said, if they don't work out, that's fine. The one thing is, for me, LeBron, I, I actually like that, like, um, I, I like a lot of the, the people that have changed teams, like Donovan Mitchell. I think that's going to work out over there. Uh, you can say, like, Carl Anthony Towns with Gobert. I think it's still going to be fine. But LeBron James is one where like nothing really around him is going to change that much. He's getting a year older. I wouldn't like uh, I wouldn't bet against LeBron being like considerably worse. But maybe it happens one year. Uh, I think for now though, it, it's probably a, a good pick. And you got him was it third or second round? LeBron, I got him third round. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty nice. Twenty seventh overall. What would you give the grade, Joel? I'm gonna give Kyle a B. Exactly what I was thinking. I was like, I think he had some tough decisions to make, and he went one way with it. We'll see by the end, but definitely, I think, a B draft. I go B+. plus, <laughs> Just because I want to be higher than you guys. <laughs> All right, next let's move on to Austin. Number one overall pick, Zionism. I was super jealous of his draft when he did it. It seems like each time he sort of, like, picked the last of, like, an elite sort of tier of people. So talking about gorgeous things. First of all, a lot of great big men, but... More so, like, all of his players are assist machines. The passing... Big men. The guards that are holding the ball and running the offense. Mm -hmm. So he's projected to be first in assists. And, like, eight of his players are going to average four or more assists. So, like, that is... uh, It's going to be insane, the amount of assists he has. What do you think, Joel? How'd the draft go for him? <clears throat> yeah, Austin was pissing me off in the draft because he was, tar- he seemed to be targeting the players that I was targeting, like either around before me or right in front of me. With Nicola and Zion and Sabonis, dude, I mean, name a better, name a better three. <laughs> like that's yeah. that's a phenomenal trio. I think that that trio has the potential if they stay healthy to lead him far in the playoffs i uh for i he could be elite in field goal percentage just all those those bigs and those uh good players but he has like weird choices of players like westbrook and d'angelo russell who i think you know move him from elite to still top of the pack so it still might be all right uh but there's not much like standard deviation with field goal percentages it's it's like one and a half percent or something like that or 1.2 percent so if you can like really stand out in the field goal percentage, that might be worth doing. Uh, but you know, some players are pulling him down. Yeah. And in terms of stinky stink, he is hard tanking the threes and free throws, which I think is fine. It's fine to hard tank some stuff, mm-hmm. but he's he's still like bottom of the pack, below average when it comes to points, turnovers, and blocks for some reason. Like you know, his big men just aren't necessarily those elite blockers and um Jokic and Sabonis both are not known for that he's not like amazing in the sort of traditional big man stats uh but I guess you know if he's not good at two 
you know, if he's tanking two categories, not great at three, uh, you know, that that's that's five categories right there that he might find trouble with. Uh, it seems like he was trying to, like, you could split his team kind of down the middle at one point, and half of the players are going in one direction for nine category, and the other half are going another direction. And I don't know if that will mesh to give him a solid five or six categories that he's going to dominate inconsistently. I disagree. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna be good. I think he's gonna have a a good team, but I do think he kind of shot himself in the foot with D'Angelo Russell and Russell Westbrook because he has elite big guys, thus gives him a great field goal percentage. But I think Russell Westbrook alone is gonna. I mean, one player isn't gonna isn't gonna tank it, but. D'Angelo Russell and, Ru- and Russell Westbrook both paired is is kind of rough for him because that would have been a a really good uh, category and then assists that is true I think he's going to lead the, the the league this year but you can only be so good it's not like you get bonus points for beating somebody by like a shitload of assists so that's still only one category and like you were saying Jake he has four categories that he's going to have to rectify somehow um but i think he's gonna be good i think i think he's gonna be in the in in the top tier just because of that uh big men uh factor you know i don't know i'll allow it some of what you said definitely supported my point but no i know i was i was was just saying i think he shot himself in the foot with westbrook and russell um and and lastly i joel what you're saying where he was like they're going one way and then the other way and it, it's kind of like the shotgun approach. You're like, if I'm good at a lot of these things, like on average, I'll be better. I did that one year. If I am understanding what you're saying, I, I went like, I didn't completely punt anything. And I was like, on average, my team is pretty good. Doesn't work. So if, if, if that is true, if that actually holds true, and he is like kind of just like in middle of the road for like most categories it's not gonna end well for him i want I don't know. to agree with you but i like the players too much i'm gonna give them an a rating for the draft it may like you yeah i you may be completely right but i think picking one is hard and he got a lot of players that i really like and me maybe, too me too i I'm like his done. team yeah yeah but you might be completely right about the draft i'm gonna ignore it though because <laughs> i like these players too much <laughs> i'm gonna give him an a minus uh b plus <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> what <laughs> What about Greta? That takes me to Greta, yeah. Um, Gorgeous. Keegan Murray. (laughs) That's all. 100%. Okay. (laughs) It was a huge, ridiculous reach to get him at number two. A huge reach. Second round. Jeez. That, but, 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 and (laughs) she said she was coming for chaos, which that it did because it effed me over. And her season. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on a minute, actually. I think... Well, he, as I said when he was drafted, he's the most NBA-ready rookie. I think he's going to produce from day one. It's going to take him a second to click with, with the offense, but, I mean, it's with everybody, too, because it's a new court, new coach, new system, whatever. But I think he's going to actually produce solid numbers. And I remember only a couple of years, uh, a year ago, when I drafted uh, uh, Tyrese, and he was a top 30 player. Okay, so, it, I mean, it could be another situation like that, and it doesn't even hurt her. But in the moment, we're prisoners of the moment, and it looks crazy. Attach the Kyrie, if healthy, if, you know, whatever. Cut The Kyrie-Giannis stack is going to be really good. Ky- I think Keegan Murray could be, if, if he does well this season, like people think he's going to, He the ty- like the, his game 
is f fantasy gold, in my opinion. He's not like a stat hunter, but he's a he's a power forward, gets rebounds, has really good field goal efficiency, and can move the ball. So we'll see. I, he did, I mean, we he haven't did that seen in him play college, game yet. right? Yeah, yeah. He's he's a he's like a he's like a Harrison Barnes like pros pro kind of guy where it's <laughs> like he's he's efficient. He doesn't force anything, and he plays really smart in the I section. Um, you know, I, I like the pick of Jalen Green and Kuzma at 9 and 10, respectively. I think that was some good value really late. Kuzma last year, I think I had him, and he was like a – is he a top 80 guy? I don't remember. And this could be maybe in the gorgeous category. Porzingis has a beard now. Oh, my gosh. I was so going to say that. So I think he's going to be good. Um, so A-plus letter grade? <laughs> Hold on. Porzingis and Keegan Murray, I think, are the it factor. If they're good, that she, she's going to be good. Um, and then Sticky Stink. Sabonis name, but no Sabonis. Um, and that mm. domino effect effed me yeah. over. Yeah. I lost out on Keegan Murray sweepstakes, so I had to change my name from Keegan. I mean, that's that's a lot of topics right there. The heart wants what the heart wants, and Greta wanted vengeance. And <laughs> yeah. Keegan Murray at 23, Joel. What, help me. Help me process this. Yeah, I, really the answer is simple, Jake. Keegan Murray at, at 23 overall means that you have the worst team in the league. There's oh. no way of getting around it. I'm sorry, Greta. This is going to be a learning season for you. I'm really hoping you... So uh, condescending. Really hoping... <laughs> she got third last year. <laughs> it's really, a rivalry. Really hoping that you still are competitive. Um, okay, in all seriousness, here is a path towards Greta's team being very good. If Jordan Poole continues to play, um, if he takes another step forward this year and, and he looks even more like Steph Curry, which is all the trajectory that he is on, then that's going to be a solid player all year. If if Kyle's Keegan Murray story comes true and if he even if he dabbles with Rookie of the Year talk, that's going to be huge. Um, if Chris Stapps Porzingis keeps his beard all season and balls yes. out. Huge. Oh, and and to bring up Jake's point, Kyrie contract year. <clears throat> contract year. I always look it up before the draft. Who's in a contract year? I mean, a few years ago, I believe Luco ended up going like 60th or something in our league, which you know he's not going to be a Luca. I love the heart. I love <clears throat> the passion. She picked players that she wanted, and she got them for the most part, except for one. <laughs> I'm going to give it a D plus. Jake, that's honestly generous. I I wanted to I wanted to say D minus, but I'm just gonna say F. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it, D minuses. I I I won't. Yeah, just the fact taking Joel's Keegan. With that, the heat. I'm just being honest. Hopefully okay. It's a learning I'm just, season. <laughs> I'm just being honest. If you take Keegan Mur, if you take a rookie at 23 overall, you get an F. There's there's no way around it. You can't you can't rebound from that. Yeah, I'm gonna say C minus. Gosh, you are, that's a homer. Homer, homer decision. <laughs> All right, Joel, let's see how you do in the draft then. We need a name soon. Can we get yeah, that yeah, uh, yeah. done by next yeah. week? This is yeah, that we, automatically, we can... you cannot get an A now. That's a minus No, no, right that should that not. That one emotionally oh, hurts me. Let's talk about oh. what's gorgeous, though. Yeah, please. You are going to be dominant in the points and fuel percentage, respectively. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, I think made a lot of good decisions thank you, know, you you said even you, you lost some players but luca at one is solid he's going to be running the team uh yeah there's just you're going to be getting a ton of points shay gilgis mm. was also a nice pick 
Um, I didn't like DeJounte Murray. Yeah. I did not. That's part of my eye part. Is that Shea at 56 I, was great value? That's being nice. That's being nice. DeJounte Murray putting at that in 16th. That is – can I – okay. Hot take noise right here. <clears throat> I think that might hurt you more than Keegan Murray at 23. <laughs> Absolutely not. Oh, my gosh. Wait, wait. Because what do you think? Like we talked about last podcast, I do not think DeJounte Murray and at the Hawks is going to work as well as people think it will. And when people watch it, you know, it, it might be all right, but I think fantasy-wise, it's not going <laughs> to – I don't think it's going to come anywhere close to second-round value. That's my take. And I think Keegan Murray could come top 50, and I think DeJounte Murray will be somewhere around there. I think they're going to even out. But you took DeJounte seven picks earlier, so I don't know. Top 50 for DeJounte? Yeah. So I, I would put DeJounte Murray in the stinky stink category. I like the hot takes. For stinky stink, though, this is a year of learning for you, Joel, because teams, you you have a lot of players. Like, I think they're good players, but team or players on bad teams almost – you know, there's like a 50-50 chance they're going to end up resting. So uh, if you look at your team, you have some Bulls players. Uh, I'm trying to. L- I'm looking at the people that you know you expect to get the most value out of. So like Dallas, Atlanta. Uh, I you know I want them. I think they're going to do well, but they might not. You know, anything could happen. They could fizzle it out. You got Chicago though, San Antonio, Portland, Minnesota's an experiment, Oklahoma City. Players, good players on bad teams end up disappointing you when fantasy is most important so joel died um we killed joel we didn't like his draft so we killed him i think joel's is a c plus c plus from somewhere both between of us. c plus b minus I, I i'm i lean c plus though and i'm gonna stick with it yeah we'll see i i think he he'll i think he'll go positive but uh, end of the year he's gonna suffer next up peter claymon curry great name great name oh, um gorgeous wise just a team of athletic wings. Like, like he's like, all of his players are like sort of wing type. Like, Draymond Green is, is kind of like a, you know, a small ball big. John Collins, more of a forward. And then and then the, the big wings I'm talking about, like OG Anobi, Jason Tatum, uh, Brandon Ingram. And so I, I think like, uh, I don't know, people always say it's like the future of the NBA. What it, what it equals in fantasy? He's got some length. I... He's very high on Toronto players, and I wish Joel wasn't dead because we did make a bet that got cut from the previous pod where I said that I think Toronto is going to have a better record than Boston. Uh, if I win, Joel pays me $20. If he wins, I pay him $10. Yeah, very high on Toronto players. And then Stinky Stank, he doesn't really have like a standout number one option. You know, I think eighth was a really tough spot in this draft. Um, like I, I like the Tatum pick there. I think there's just it kind of runs into the issue of like th- that number one option. While it's it definitely seems like a Joel take where it's like they're not the alpha, but I think it matters <laughs> in fantasy, um, and I think things have to go right for for it to work for them. I'm gonna give him. I mean, dang, I gave Greta a D plus, right? I feel like I'll just give him a C. I I'm leaning C as well. I think. Yeah, F for Nima for auto drafting. The hangover draft. Do it hungover. Oh, Llewellyn, I did Llewellyn. Okay, Gucci's Gucci's. Um, 
great name. Trey still. Young, ten overall again. Atlanta. He was, I think, third overall last time. It's crazy his stats. What did I write? Oh, so I wrote free throw percentage is probably going to be undefeated. I I don't think he's going to drop a free throw percentage category this whole year. Yeah, he is projected a whole five percent better <laughs> than the second place. He doesn't have anybody shooting worse than like eighty three percent from the line. And then Stinky Stink, Jalen Brunson. Damn, you're just not a fan of him, eh? No. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, I mean, I, I actually I want to disagree. I think the turnover section. I think he's actually going to be fairly decent at it. I wrote he must be punting field goal percentage, right? Yeah, he's not so good. I'm a, I'm going to give him right. a D plus. I think there's too much risk early on, and like too many things have to go his way. They could, they could, but uh, I think it's too risky. Yeah, I'm going to give him a C minus. Garrison, he's a brick house. Gorgeous wise, absolute bucket getters. These people uh, are like the sole people to get buckets on their team all the time. Like they're they're all like ISO players. You can definitely tell Garrison likes this type of player. Uh, like Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, uh, Paul George. That's I think the sort of thing he's attracted to. John Wall is used to be that player. Uh, these are bucket getters for sure. They get to the cup. They get to the cup they get to the cup i eat rise i eat wise in terms of what was i eat, i he's extreme he's projected to be extremely average in basically every category which is not great <laughs> um that's that shotgun approach we were talking about yeah this is like this is like Except next level purpose. average uh, he's projected to be first in steals and third in points which is fine you know he's probably in turnover wise he's throwing that a bit not great at rebounding or blocks but Everything else is like exactly middle of the pack, so I, I think this is like the most extreme case of extreme averages, where it really will hurt you because if anyone has like a decent sort of five categories that they've built for, uh, you need to get really lucky in order to sort of compete against that, and I think that's gonna hurt him a lot, uh, along with all the risks with all the old boys. I'm gonna give this, I'm gonna give this an F. Really? I think he's going to be the worst team. 